Ladies and gentlemen, this is This is The Real Mission Impossible Show With your host, Lucien Jay Are you ready? We search the globe for the most amazing people who have overcome incredible obstacles Demonstrated amazing resilience, done the impossible I said, are you ready? Join, Join the real coach and Jay on the Real Mission Impossible show. Meeting legends from Dubai, South Africa, Nairobi, New York, London, wherever they are to make it possible for the Real Impossible with Coach MJ. The Real Mission Impossible show starts in... Let's count down together! 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... Boom! Coming up on the Mission Impossible show. It's got to be one of the most delicious guests I've ever had the honor to to meet and to, to have a chat with. She is an, a motivational speaker, and she's got a few things that she should be really proud about. Um, the next time you ever think that you have a reason for why you couldn't get something done because you have a because, because situation, think about Coach MJ and how Coach MJ introduced you to this superstar, this superhuman. Uh, Actors play superheroes. They pretend to be somebody else. Our next guest is the real deal. The world the first war armless pilot in the world. I've been telling audiences that for years, that impossible is actually I'm not. I want to take home a piece of my story. Share with them. Mentor, educate, advocate, and inspire. No, it's the first um, person without arms to get a black belt in the American Taekwondo Association. I. Kind of like the opposable thumb. My big toe is a huge. Ever since COVID um, happened, I I knew that I wanted to also inspire people. We think that we need to always remind people we have to be grateful and we have to stay positive and get through this and come away stronger. And we're back. Welcome back to MJ on the air. I'm your host for the Mission Impossible show. Tonight, we're going to show you something that uh, I've been looking forward for a long time. It's got to be one of the most delicious guests I've ever had the honor to, to meet and to, to have a chat with, and you're going to see why. But before I introduce this person, I'd like to ask each and every one of you, you ever had a day where you just didn't feel like getting out of bed? You ever had a day when you went to work and went, ah? You know, or you were trying to explain the reasons why you hadn't done something, like you had some chores to do. You had some chores to do, and you didn't get them done. You said, well, you know, that's because of, and so you had these lame excuses. Well, our guest tonight is possibly going to give you maybe just a little bit of a smidgen of inspiration. And the reason for that is because she is a motivational speaker by profession. And she's got a few things that she should be really proud about. And you're going to see some of those and hear some of those stories tonight. So before I do this, I'm just going to say this. Um, the next time you ever think that you have a reason for why you couldn't get something done because you have a because, because situation, think about Coach MJ and how Coach MJ introduced you to this superstar, this superhuman. Uh, actors play superheroes, but they're actors. Yeah, they're nice people, but they pretend to be somebody else. Our next guest is the real deal. She is authentic. She is a writer. She is a speaker. And she has done it all. Before I tell you more, I'm going to bring her in. And our guest, Jessica Cox, the most amazing 
superhuman person in the world, the first war armless pilot in the world, armless folks, flying a plane, no arms. She's born with no arms, but she certainly has heart. And with that heart, she's learned how to drive a car. Taekwondo, black belt, amazing story. Jessica Cox, how are you doing? Ben, welcome in the house to Mission Impossible. So good to be on, and I love the Mission I'm Possible because I've been telling audiences that for years, that impossible is actually I'm possible. I did tell you that I've been a fan for quite some time, and I, I followed you with really sincere admiration because, you know, as a speaker, you know, we get on stage and we talk about other people. But I cannot imagine what it would be like to talk about myself like you can. And you, and you have every right. You... You've won a Guinness uh, World Record. You you just have – is there anything you can't do? Well, I don't ever use the word can't. So I, there are things that I haven't figured out how to do, but they're few and far between. Tell us about your book. When did you, when did you write it, and uh, when did you launch it? I started writing a book. I've been trying to write a book since I began my speaking career in 2005. And I said, you know, I need to get the book out there, the message out there. And when people come to hear me speak, they might want to take home a piece of my story to share with family and friends. And so it was a process to figure it out. And then you always want to change it. And so finally, you just had to say, I'm going to capture what I've lived, uh, what I've done and lived uh, doing up to this point. And we're going to capture it in the book because, of course, I've done more even since I self-published that book but we are going to write this out in a way that helps other people. So very much a self-help book, not just of autobiography about my life, but the whole intent is to use stories in my life to inspire other people so that they can look into their own lives and think, you know, well, what is an example of perseverance in their own life? And they can relate to that. So that was the plan. And it's now uh, I've gone through probably about four pallets, meaning four pallets of 3000 books. Uh, in my own garage, so it's self-published, so we've been able to uh, share those books wherever I'm speaking. It's pretty amazing to go nice. through so many books. It's awesome. Nice, and, and, you're, and, you're, and you're footing the bill for that, at least in the beginning, and so you can maybe uh, pass them off to your, to your audiences, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, Jessica, uh, I, I had, I've seen several of your guys – if you want to see more about do you have a YouTube channel, Jessica? I have a YouTube channel. I have a Facebook channel. You can find me on Instagram or Twitter. You can find me anywhere. Just, you know, type in Jessica Cox, and you'll be able to find me on my Facebook page. It's uh, JCMS Official, and that's where you can find my official page. And then, um, like Twitter, it's at JessFeet. So if you can search around for the armless pilot, I'm sure you can find it on all the social media handles. Okay. Well, that's great. We, and we want you to, to tell us about that right toward the end of the show. Right now I've got a question. Does anybody ever think that, tell you that you might just be a bit crazy? Yes. I'm sure people have thought that more than once. <laughs> I mean, I could, just, I could just imagine, you know, an old uh, one of these down-home sheriffs. Well, lady uh, – you driving with your feet? <laughs> Did you ever get pulled over? I got that message actually on a text message the other day, and I was like, "Where did this come from?" And it was a, a young girl who was asking me, "Did you ever? What'd you do when you got pulled over?" And I've been pulled over more than once, and I'll tell you, the police officers officers normally play it pretty cool, like this is normal and everything. 
But on occasion, there will be an officer who will say, how exactly does this work? And their curiosity gets to them. So they break down and ask me, how are you doing this? How are you driving? Um, and, uh, but for the most part, they keep a pretty straight face. Yeah, I mean, what else can they do? And it was their bad. They're, they're the one to put the blue light on you, right? <laughs> That's just a loop. Tell, tell us, uh, what's, what's, uh, tell us a story maybe that just kind of strikes you as just, we just really surprised the heck out of somebody. Maybe coming out of your plane. Or... Oh, those are good stories. Coming out of the plane, people always look to the passenger who is with me. And, and even though I'm doing the flying, they, they automatically look to whoever is with me and ask them questions about the plane because it's a, it's a, a pretty much it's a attention getter airplane. And it's one of those, you know, vintage airplanes, 1940s. It, it gets people's attention and they want to talk to whoever owns it and flies it. So they'll immediately walk up to whoever's with me and not even like think twice and just be like, Oh yeah, it, it obviously can't be her. So they go to the other person and said, how is it flying this plane? What a, what a nice man taking this little girl out for an airplane ride. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Especially if I'm with a man and they'll go straight to the guy. <laughs> okay. Tell us a little bit about your flying capability. I watched something recently uh, that you posted and there were, you were flying through the air and there was another plane flying pretty un, pretty close to you. Tell us about that. Well, for pilots, when you're in the pattern, which is basically the area you're flying that's very close to the airport. In the pattern, in the pattern folks. you got to get the lingo down. Go ahead. Exactly. Um, you are supposed to be a thousand feet apart. It's a very critical point in flight. And this was a guy flying under me at about 100 feet away. So that's actually very dangerous. I know it doesn't sound very close probably for the non-pilot, but for the pilot, they know that's, that's a dangerous distance. And uh, he came from underneath me, and I was above him. I'm a low wing, so if you think about a low wing airplane, it's hard to see who's under you. And he's a high wing airplane, so it's hard to see what's above him. And he had no idea that it was my right away. He came out of nowhere. He didn't do the radio calls correctly. So I wasn't supposed to know that where he was. Uh, well, I should have. I mean, obviously, for him, he was not communicating correctly on the radio, and he just came that close. Uh, very scary, uh, very scary incident. And fortunately, I was uh, aware enough to divert away from the pattern just to give us some more space. Otherwise, I would have descended, and he would have been right there, and he would have never known that I was above him. OMG. I mean, you have to do social distancing even in the sky these days. That's yeah, crazy. you do. That's true. <laughs> All right. Tell us, what was the biggest audience you ever spoke to? I've spoken to an audience probably more recently in Egypt for about with about 8,000 people. Wow. So that was, that was a phenomenal auditorium in, uh, in Egypt. Uh, World Youth Forum and an incredible – a uh, very emotional group of people who were really wanting to make a difference in the world. And to speak to them is just, it was such a privilege. And at the same time, I met the president of Egypt during that speaking invitation. So awesome. pretty phenomenal. You know what? I think I did see something about that. Yeah. Uh, did you get a chance to kind of get a side tour of the pyramids or anything while you were there? It's a shame. I flew right over the pyramids. Um, the area was about an hour flight from the pyramids. 
So going that far, we didn't get a chance to take time out and go and visit the pyramids, unfortunately. So well, I'll have to make sure we go next everything time. Everything will come back. I'm sure you'll be back there. And I, I can't imagine what you just told us is that you shared your message with 8,000 passionate young people who will be like candelabras. They'll take the flame that you gave them and they'll light up the world. What a great, great uh, thing you did there. Definitely. It was, I, I hope that they can, I know that they will make a difference in the world. And just to do my part and inspire them was such a privilege. Jessica, I don't want to get too personal here. If I do, you know, just, uh, just tell me, uh, you know, uh, red light or something. But um, I saw a very, very handsome man um, in uh, martial arts uh, gear. Uh, and he had a lightsaber and you had a lightsaber. And you guys were having a tournament. You were fighting each other with lightsabers. What was that all about? Well, that guy was my husband. Yes. And and he's my husband. Patrick. 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 And he is a fifth degree black belt in Taekwondo. And at that moment in that video you're talking about is we were doing a, a, a lightsaber, I guess you could call it like a duel where we're um, hitting each other with a lightsaber or hitting hitting each other's lightsaber. And mine was attached to my foot. And, and so I'm standing with on one foot trying to balance and, and use this lightsaber like, you know, like in the movies. Yeah, uh, I think, you know, most people can relate to that. I'm sure a lot of couples do that as uh, an activity, a pastime. Um, <laughs> get their significant other in, into a room and have a life, lightsaber duel. That was awesome. Um, tell us also about the last time you went up for your, I guess it was a grade uh, for your Taekwondo. Basically, it's, it's like when you go and you test for the next level. Uh, the, next, the most recent one was testing for my fourth degree black belt. And it was, uh, obviously, it was a very challenging thing to do. I went through and I, I passed on the third try. But the first and second try, I did not pass. But I didn't give up. And I had some good support and continued on in that third test i passed and got my fourth degree black belt wow wow amazing and could you share with our audience uh just kind of kind of go back let's go back a bit because you know you you were born uh without arms correct mm-hmm. and then when you were a child um with loving parents and the support of, of a loving family you, I think I, the first story I remember reading about was how it was very difficult to, to relate to other kids on the playground or for them to relate to you. Um, did, did you get go through a lot of humiliation as a child? I did go through my fair share of being bullied as a kid, and it was difficult. I think it was more difficult than dealing with the physical challenges of not having arms. Uh, dealing with being different and all that comes with that uh, word different, you know, being singled out, being picked on, uh, being uh, pointed at or stared at or mocked. And those things, those are really rough. Those are tougher than dealing with the physical challenge of overcoming, learning how to get dressed on your own uh, without arms. So it was, a, it was a challenging time growing up. There were moments that were difficult. Uh, surprisingly, I, I had it pretty easy compared to some kids because I can count on my toes about five to seven times that I was seriously bullied. 
Um, and you know, some kids unfortunately go through relentless bullying. So I was, I was spared a little there, but it did still hurt being different and, and not understanding why I was different from everyone else. So it was, it was a, a journey. A, a, at times it felt lonely being the only one. And I realized that it was really a gift later in life, but I had to get through those earlier years really wondering what, what is this all about? You know, it's, why is it that I'm the only one who's different from the rest of my family, my friends, my community, my school? It was hard at times. There were hard days. Yeah. And I cannot imagine, uh, Jessica, I, I say, yeah, um, just to, just to re reply because I have no words. I have no idea what it must've been like. I also heard that, you had asked your parents that you wanted to attend a dance class or something. Is that true? My mom enrolled me in dance. She wanted me to make sure that I was okay with my difference to the rest of the world. So she put me in every activity you could imagine, which only got me started in wanting to do more and more as I grew older. Um, but I was in dance at the age of six, starting out tap dancing and then doing dance recitals, and that built my confidence to be in front of an audience. Wow. Well, obviously something happened because when I saw you on stage, you were beaming. <laughs> there was no, no stopping. You were like the sun came out. It's awesome. Which speech was that that you attended? Uh, Jessica, I've watched so many videos over the years. I don't okay. know which one, what particular one it was, but every time I saw you speak, you were just really natural. You are really eloquent. Um, you had a really nice relatable sense of humor that I just loved. Um, and you, and you do now as a person, I'm, I'm meeting you really virtually for the first time. Um, I have a picture uh, right behind me. I'm going to move my head over just to see if this is going to work. Let's go this way. And your name is on this airplane. Yes. Jessica Cox. It's written. Tell us a little bit about how you, how you acquired that. Well, you got the picture right there. That's the perfect picture because off in the distance to to my right, I guess that would also be everyone watching to their right, is a guy standing with his, uh, and now in that picture, he's to my left, but he's the only other guy in that picture with the airplane, and he generously gave me his Aircoop airplane and said, I can't ask you to pay me for this. I want you to have this airplane. And boy, um, was that a tremendous gift and such a way to inspire the world, to inspire children with disabilities to inspire children amputees and anyone. And I think that's what he saw that it could be used to further the mission and vision of my nonprofit foundation. And it's, it's only been, I mean, it hasn't even been a year yet since that airplane has been um, in a hangar and ready to use for the, the purpose of the nonprofit. I heard you recently say, call something out uh, on a live event you were at. And you talk about something that's coming up in the future called the flight of hope. I am planning to do a flight across the country to in that airplane right there, that yellow and black and white airplane to take it across the country and inspire more people. I have not flown very far. I've flown a probably a distance of about two hours from my base here in Arizona. So I haven't crossed the state line. This would be a major undertaking to fly across the country and to make go you know, make it the closest to being coast to coast as possible and uh, do that it would take hours and hours because of the fact that it cruises at 100 miles per hour it would take every three hours fueling up at a new airport 
because it can hold only a certain amount of fuel. So it's a big undertaking, but I'm excited about the possibility and the message they would bring to everyone right now when everyone needs a positive message. Yeah, I, I, can't, uh, I can't deny that. That sounds, that sounds amazing, but then so does everything else you, you seem to have done. I saw this other photo here where you were uh, surfing in Hawaii. Not afraid of sharks? Yeah, well, that's in Maui, the most beautiful waters um, of Maui. And what a beautiful day it was to surf for the first time. Getting up on that board was a challenge, but get finally standing up on the board, I think that must have been one of the first times I stood up on a surfboard right there. It was it was quite the thrill. I bet, I bet. And, of course, because you've done everything else, I mean, still, at the end of the day, just another just another notch, another typical day in the life of Jessica Cox. By the way, folks, I have uh, been using, every time I've seen a post, I've been using, and please pick, tick, if you hear the show or see it, uh, hashtag Jessica Cox rocks. That's, that's my, uh, my go-to uh, salute to Jessica. Jessica Cox rocks. Hashtag Jessica Cox rocks. Thank you for that. I wondered where that came from. Now I'm making the full connection. That's you. That's Coach MJ. That's right here. Yes, ma'am. Thank you, MJ. Thank you for that. That's awesome. I've seen it a couple places. So thank you for following me and being yes, encouraging. Yes, yes. Uh, tell us about uh, your connection with the Philippines. Your mom is from the Philippines. Is that right? Correct. My mother's born and raised in the Philippines and immigrated to the United States. My father's an American. And um, so they, you know, I had the best of both worlds, a really hardworking ethic. And my dad was very grounded as well. And he said, I never once shed a tear about your birth condition. So he never saw me as a victim. I had a wonderful parents. Isn't that, yeah, I, I did hear that, but to, to, to hear you say that now, that's that's very warming. Um, had, had you ever gone out to the Philippines? I've been to the Philippines numerous times. I stay in touch with family out there. It's a long trek to get a, across the Pacific to get to the Philippines, but it's a it's wor- well worth it uh, going there to reconnect with family. Yeah, yeah. Where are they, which part of the Philippines are, are family in? Are the different places or? Yes, I have family in uh, the southern parts of the Philippines, as well as the capital there in Manila. Um, it's uh, my mom, mom's ancestral home is in the southern southeastern area, and it's just really beautiful. I mean, some of the the beaches have been untouched. It's it's a stunning area of the Philippines because the Philippines is made up of thousands of islands. Yes, I mean over seven thousand islands. What's going on there? Mm-hmm. So I was out in uh, one of your uh, country islands, uh, ancestral connection to your mom, the island of Boracay, uh, which I just absolutely discovered by accident. It was absolutely amazing. Have you ever, have you ever heard of Boracay? Yes, that has the, some of the most beautiful beaches, the, the white sands, right? Is that? Is... Yeah, yeah, that's the one. I mean, it's just, it's the postcard, the quintessential postcard. But speaking of the Philippines, I got to drill down here. What's your favorite Filipino dish? Oh, I love ponset. I'm going to have some tomorrow. Why is it somebody's birthday tomorrow? Well, we're celebrating uh, my husband's flight training. So we're going to celebrate, you know, when you have ponset for, for all of your viewers there, yes. it's a celebration of life. The long noodles, which is basically a noodle dish that represents long life. So we're going to celebrate that out at the airport. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Salamat Po for sharing that. That's uh, that was awesome. Um, 
Jessica, tell us this. Uh, what are your plans? Uh, uh, do you have any plans you can share with us after when you get your flight of hope sorted out? Do you have any agenda that you want to continue to do? Because now you've you have this foundation. What what do you really want the foundation to to achieve worldwide? The foundation that I started to help people with disabilities, a special focus on children amputees, has four facets. It's supposed to, it, it, the goal, and we are working on programs to further this because it is fairly new, is to mentor, educate, advocate, and inspire. So we are working really hard to fulfill that, to mentor other children with disabilities and adults, connecting them so that they have that mentor relationship, to advocate to get the message out there, and to inspire and educate. Edu educate the rest of the world that, every, you know, disability does not mean inability. And we got the amazing Jessica Cox with us, the first armless pilot in the world. The first, I think you were the first uh, armless black belt in Taekwondo also. Is in there the American anybody Taekwondo. Else ever, has anybody ever done that before? Uh, I was no. It's the first um, person without arms to get a black belt in the American Taekwondo Association. Okay. Have you ever had? Have you ever lost a fight? Um, there have been a couple rings that I've lost. Yes, I'm not perfect. <laughs> uh, you and your husband. Do you ever get into it at home? I mean, you know, does he? You know, they say it's the best way to have marital. They call it marital counseling when you're in a sparring match with your spouse. <laughs> okay. And who kicks the hardest? Well, he is a degree higher than me, so. Yes, 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 yes. I get you. All right. Well, all right. Well, anyway, our best regards to him. The best of luck to to you both, and every endeavor that you do. Uh, we have Jessica Cox here on the line, and I had a couple of questions that I just wanted to pull out of my hat here because I pulled these off uh, before when we knew we were going to have her on the show. I was so happy, so absolutely excited to have her on. Um, Jessica Cox rocks hashtag Jessica Cox rocks. Don't forget that. And Jessica, how long does it take to put on your makeup? Oh, wow. That's a good one. Cause I start every day, usually without makeup, but on special occasions like today, I did put on my makeup to make a special effort for this recording. And, um, so I've never timed myself, but it probably takes just as long as it would the average person, I think, because I've done it for so many years and I don't even think twice about it. Right. We had, uh, there was a picture. Let me see if I pull up this picture. And I'm only doing this just to kind of demonstrate to uh, people who, who could see the program um, how, how the, there was, oh yeah, it's right there. So there you are putting on eyeliner or something. Uh-huh. With, so the eyeliner pencil is being held by your two toes. Which is your favorite toe? I kind of like the opposable thumb. My big toe is a huge – between the big toe and the second toe, that's where most of the function come out of my feet. Um, they, just like a hand, you know, the opposable thumb and the – what is it, the forefinger or whatever that second finger is. Um, that's how I live my life through my first and second toe. Yeah, I, I can't uh, – no no one can, can really understand this because we take – and here's the thing. We take so many things for granted. We take our health for granted. We take our, our eyes, our, our, our ears, our hands, everything. We take it for granted. I'm saying we, we, we 
what we call normal. Are we normal? Who knows what normal is? But most of us humans take things for granted. One thing we've learned a little bit about, just a little bit, during COVID is that maybe there are things that are more valuable than what we really thought before we all had to step off the merry-go-round. How have you been affected by COVID, and is there a takeaway for you? Ever since COVID um, happened, I I knew that I wanted to also inspire people because I wasn't on stage just like yourself. So I wanted to start something up on Facebook. So I started a Monday motivation uh, live video that I did every day uh, during the pandemic, and it continues on to give people a little way to connect with me on social media because I think that we need to always remind people we have to be grateful and we have to stay positive and we can get through this. We'll come away stronger. We have to persist. We can't give up. And all those messages are, are all the more meaningful right now because everyone is dealing either professionally with a challenge personally. Um, you know, there's so many different ways in which people are challenged right now. And so I wanted to maintain the positivity and put it all out there through um, social media. And that's why, um, you know, we've been able, I've seen a lot of your comments there, MJ, and I appreciate that you've been watching my Facebook videos. It's an effort to just keep the motivation up and to keep the inspiration out there and continuing to give hope to the world, whatever way that I can. And, um, you know, hopefully it touches somebody on the subject of gratitude, the subject of a positive mindset, the subject of being persistent, the subject of turning I can't into I can do it, or shifting um, someone's doubts or lack of faith in, in what we can achieve into a way to propel forward, to keep going. And that's that's why I wanted to put out there. Well, you've done a great job doing that, and may God bless you to continue to do so. Jessica, do you ever have a day where you just don't feel like getting out of bed? I'm only human, so I have to admit that there are days where I feel like just wanting to sit around or, or just re- relaxing and, and not always um, going at it and, and, and going out there. And I'm just human, so there are some of those days, and some days I just have to realize that, you know, sometimes we're going to have a bad day, but, well, we have to have bad days in order to know what the good days are. It's all, you know, it's all about balance. And, 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 and during those rough days, bringing out our uh, journals of gratitude to bring us out of those low moments, uh, using um, a positive, uh, having a positive attitude or setting a goal to, to help us move forward during a rough patch. Well, you would be a person who would know more about goals probably than anybody I've ever met. Just, just imagine the processes that you had to, to learn how to drive a car. How old were you then? I was a teenager when I was learning how to drive. I'm trying to remember if I was 17. I know I took driver's education like all the other students uh, after your freshman year of of high school. And then you go into driving around sophomore year. And I started to drive then. And it was, it was, you know, it was, it was a process convincing some people that I didn't need a specially built car or a specially modified car. But finally, they were convinced, and they said, well, you should have an unrestricted driver's license. Why not? Just you prove that you can drive safely. And when I did that, they gave me my license back and said, here you go. So that gives me the privilege to go to any rental car office and rent a car if I want to. Well, yes. <laughs> Just That's amazing. That's, again, another amazing, another amazing Jessica Cox moment. Jessica, for, for all of the people out there who are listening to, to you tonight, um, do you have any uh, 
tips or hacks for them how to start their day? Do you ever use meditation? You mentioned uh, works of gratitude. Do you do journaling? Do you have any tips at all for, for anyone who's maybe going through a hard time right now, doesn't really know how they're going to get through the day? It was a tough day yesterday. might be a tougher day tomorrow. How can you help inspire or guide or coach them? I do have a free email course called Motivation Monday email course, and anyone who goes to possiblethinking.com can subscribe to the Motivation Monday. And every Monday for eight weeks, they'll get an email that shares with them what they can do in their life to become more motivated. And I would just say, you know, continue to have the desire, be persistent, and be fearless. Those are my three words that I like to share. And to remember to think outside the shoe because if we are in a challenge, we have to find a way out of it. And that's just being creative and finding a way. Think outside the shoe if you have to. Yeah, I, I love that. I saw when uh, the COVID thing first came out and people were avoiding shaking hands, you came up with this this toe touch thing that you were doing, right? Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. I've had that foot five thing for a while, actually. I Is that how it's called very- a foot five? Hey, yes. foot five. Okay. And it became very relevant because we aren't – right now it's important not to shake hands. So it was very relevant. Yes. And then put your shoe on and just do a foot bump with someone else. Right. Foot five. Yep. Jessica, we're going to thank you so much for the time you've given us today. Uh, we, we would love if you could ever come back and see us again. We'd love to like, drill down into some of your stuff. Would you come back another time? I would love to come back, sure. Great. Uh, I'm going to ask you just to – Help uh, our guests realize how to, to get in touch with you. I guess one more time, can you just tell us the best way to follow you now? Sure. If you go to possiblethinking.com and you can subscribe to the email course, it's a free motivation email course. And you can also contact me there for coaching, for speaking, and to connect in whatever capacity you would like to connect. Awesome. Jessica, I just have one more question for you. How do, does a motivator motivate themselves? That's a beautiful question because everyone, even a motivator, has a, a tough day once in a while. And for me, I know personally that I love the thrill of a new challenge. And for me, if I have something that is exciting, that I have the desire to do, it gets me out of bed every day with a new goal to getting closer to that big, big goal. So I think it's a goal setting, and it's definitely about really creating a vision of what you want to accomplish, visualizing it with the end in mind, and then when you know what you want to accomplish, doing something every day to get a little closer. So a series of smaller goals to get to the big goal. So there's the roadmap right there. And here here it is, ladies and gentlemen. I'm truly honored, as I said, to have had this special guest on tonight, uh, Jessica Cox had a vision. She had a vision that she was going to become a pilot, which most people at the time probably would say, are you kidding? Um, And uh, did you get a lot of that, Jessica? Did you get, are you kidding? Yes, I did. And and what about your your parents? What did they say about it? I know that my dad was a big fan of aviation. He was an aviation enthusiast, so he was excited when I wanted to become a pilot. My mom, however, was a little wary for me. She went to, you know, kind of hesitant, like, are you sure you want to fly an airplane? And that's just a protective mother. Uh, and any mom would say, ask that question, I'm sure. 
So it was it was kind of a combination. You've done it, and not only that, but you've flown higher than most of us who seem to apparently have all of our faculties, all of our blessings, and yet you could be considered someone who was maybe born with less, who's done so much more than anybody else I've ever had the pleasure of meeting. I want to salute you and thank you so much. Hashtag Jessica Cox rocks, people. Thank you so much, Jessica. God bless you. And let's hear from you again very soon. Sounds good. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining The Real Mission. We welcome you to explore the next Real Mission on Possible with Coach MJ. Meet ordinary people who have achieved the extraordinary. Like, share, and comment to inspire others today.